1: We're talking about podcast We're talking about Itty bitty podcast 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 Merry Mini Monday, <laughs> I'm Kya, Oh Yo,
2: Mondays. kyo Wow. We got to jump straight into it. Hey, is straight. anybody still listening or did every, was everybody just like, <laughs> no, Actually, just you now. know what? Swipe left. Push the little red trash can. It's just us now. <laughs> it's just us now. It's
1: just us. Uh, we kind of ended our little run of classic Mini Mondays on a high note. Mm-hmm. You guys… Yeah. Uh, If you want to listen to them have one of the greatest comebacks in extra credit history, go listen to last week's Mini Monday. In sports too. Yeah, in sports history. And in sport. And so it was kind of… We set the bar high for Loki Mm -hmm. episode one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is time to jump back into those tiny television sets. That home movie, home theater, home theater. Because we're back in the MCU for our third installment Uh, into that MCU TV television show canon. We have Loki now. Uh, And I'll say finally. I remember looking at the gap between the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki and being like, man, they're just shelling these out. Yeah, These are happening so fast. But then a month and a half later, I'm like, where's Loki? Right. Uh, And it is here. And I think we should just jump straight into it. This is going to be, it seems like, two things right now. A obviously it is a show mm-hmm. very much with Loki at the center. <laughs> mm-hmm. Obviously it's a yeah. show. Yep, obviously it's a it. show very obviously much with Loki at the there's center. Marvel. But it almost also feels like this is a show about the setting of phase four of the MCU. Uh, about sure. three big yeah. plot lines. It almost as if uh probably what uh quantumania is gonna be like. I mean, maybe. they literally said multiverse of madness at one point in this episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I can't help but almost immediately when we see… Obviously, we go back to 2011, right? That's where we had… Uh, it Technically, the MCU really screws with my, with my brain a little bit. Because yes, we're going back to 2011. But we're also going back to Endgame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is right. like… Sure. I'm going back and back again. Yeah. Um, but to… And I'm, I'm well, glad, I'm glad that they I I mean, that that did this. I love that Bilbo's book
2: that he writes?
1: I like it. I'm glad that they're giving us this refresher, even though I think a lot of people at this point. Do you think there's anybody watching Loki that this is their first experience with anything from the MCU? Can I be honest? If it is, they deserve to be lost. <laughs> can you? Yeah, I was going to say, can you imagine? Yeah, like, that's wild. And but honestly, I think they do a
2: great job of sort of explaining it. I know right? that because we I, don't, I'm. Go ahead. Well, sorry. I was just going to say, I know we don't super dump
1: per episode. If we did, mine would be like, I did. I did not need all the recap. That's my only. The only negative thing I have to say about this entire episode is simply, who
2: needed all of that?
1: And maybe Actually somebody really,
2: did. really appreciated it. Yeah. I'm very li- glad I they like put that in there. It. I don't
1: think because I that it. is
2: that's the beginning of our story, right? We've seen it before, but it's where this story begins. It feels sort of necessary to put there rather than. Uh, there's a quote that was talking, I don't remember who said it, I was reading it the other day, talking about how stories don't have a beginning, a middle, end anymore, especially with these like ongoing transmedia, multimedia properties, right? Everything kind of just picks up where everything left off. And so I really appreciated the recap giving us a little bit of a beginning. Um, I'm definitely the guy who, like, before we watched, like, before we watched Scott Pilgrim for tomorrow's episode. I gave Jess a little bit of a primer on it. I was like, okay, this is weird. It's got George Michael from Arrested Development in it. It's mm-hmm. going to be kind of different than you're expecting. So before we started Loki, I was like, okay, remember, we got to remember that this is from Endgame. Remember, this is the alternative Loki who like escaped with the Tesseract. And then it starts and just illustrates everything I just said. <laughs> right. Uh, and I think that's actually a huge strength of this show is… And and all the Marvel shows have sort of done this. Uh, but I did the same thing with, uh, with Falcon and the Winter Soldier… Uh, the, that little primer and then explaining sort of the comic precedent of it. The exact same thing with WandaVision and all of these shows like I just feel so confident in the the Marvel team to take these weird like the multiversal war and the the different time streams, how the TVA goes and prunes timelines. That's weird and wild and like if they tried to, I don't know, if they tried to like lead with that or if we started with that in phase one it would make no sense but they've just laid such good groundwork that I'm so confident they're going to do any explanation to make this weird 70s, 90s comic book-y stuff just feel like an integrated part of this story.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, we've talked about it several times, but the MCU has felt like it's kind of been laid out for us as a long plan. As like a… Not a long con. (laughs) It's definitely not a con. It's a trick. Um, (laughs) They tricked me. And they just keep… With with every success, they keep saying, Okay, now we feel comfortable trying something this wild. Okay, now let's do this. And and yeah, the multiverse and getting to a point a point to where we can actually see some bones to what this wild concept yeah. can be was really cool. Something I had meant to mention at the beginning of the episode is um the MCU is really good and Feige and, and whatever the main team is for creating this content. Um They're very aware, it feels like, of what fans love. Um, And they seem to kind of please everybody. Either if you're uh, uh, really into comic books and into what might be considered canon for some of these characters. Or if you just like the experience as they came fresh, which was kind of me. We've talked about that before. You can tell at the very beginning when the Marvel Studios thing turns green… That like, hey, there's a cult following for Loki. Like, they know. Yeah, this is the first time I think we've seen of these TV shows. Uh, It it feels like a big deal for me to
2: actually change the the logo. Yeah, because we don't get the regular Avengers fanfare, the the Avenger, the Marvel theme. I guess. Yeah,
1: Loki definitely has a brand, and I think something that I want to say. Also, I love the music. I love our intro uh, of seeing all the different kinds of Loki. Um like the way that it's spelled out with all the different characters and stuff. Uh, I want to go ahead and like super pump this episode. I thought there was going to be… Well, there actually were so many things that I wanted to uh, super pump. But ultimately, I can't stop thinking about the set. I think the set of… as the When we immediately go into TVA and it is like this 1970s and they just stayed there. Uh, But also very much Ridley Scott… Uh, kind of vibe of the yeah. TVA. When he's walking through the queue, it just, it was both the DMV and the multiverse.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: it was, yeah. It was. Yeah,
2: I. It's like if the Death Star was a DMV.
1: Yes. I, and, yeah. and it's not just the set piece of the TVA. I think uh, I am, this is a gorgeous show. I am loving every frame. Um, and it feels so thoughtful as to what they, I don't know. It's like I wonder… I want to know how many like storyboards they went through or how many ideas they went through before they landed on this is what they wanted it to look like. It feels very fallout uh, when we have our… Um, what's her name? Tina Time? What, what's the name of the
2: the little… Uh, oh, Miss Minutes.
1: Miss Minutes Tina Time?
2: Miss <laughs> <laughs> uh, Minutes is also Tara Strong,
1: one uh-huh. of the most like prolific voice actors ever… Um, she
2: was Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. She was she's
1: basically every Harley Quinn
2: animated. Know, she's that has been Harley matters. Quinn like a billion times, huh? That's awesome.
1: Um, she was Timmy Turner for all of the Fairly Odd Parents. Wow. Um, she's that's why she's you done thought so it was stuff. Tina
2: Time because you were combining Tina Time Timmy Turner to create Tina Turner and Tina Turner. That's what it was, and that's who. That's a I almost forgot again the name of this mascot. Uh, Miss Minutes is 100% the DNA from Jurassic Park, th- by the way. I
1: thought that as well. A real dinosaur. Um, something about the setting reminds me of… This is like if Marvel made the good place, almost. Like somebody coming to a new location yeah. and having to learn that there is so much more going on than what they ever understood… And having to learn all the rules to this new place—that's sort of weird and inscrutable. Um, it, it, yeah, Carter, I'm, I'm with you. My, my super pump is just for this episode. Is the TVA just being there? Um, How sweet so is that jumpsuit and that logo and that? Like everything yeah. is just, yeah. Just merch me now. Like I'm, I'm about, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about everything
2: about this, dude. I would wear that jumpsuit. Like it looks for sure. real. So just cool. wear it. It's slick. It looks so and, cool.
1: Let me tell you who else is working for me. And that's Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson's
2: my super pump. Yeah.
1: What a great casting. Yeah.
2: Never ever would have thought to cast him in that role. But it's really, really good.
1: It was that wonderful, like, he's one of those that you're always going to see Owen Wilson in whatever role he plays. But there was a a really neat simultaneous, like, he was more Mobius Mobius to me. Yeah. Owen Wilson in episode one. And that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's his hair. Yeah. It's it's
2: like, who is this guy? It's not Bedhead, so I, I've never seen this I man. Thought, yeah, I was expecting more of a Shaggy from Scooby-Doo look. Yeah, I I've never seen that. this man in my life. Do we have
1: any guesses as to how old Mobius is?
2: <sighs>
1: I don't know. I want to find out that he's about 12.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's the thing, right? Like, I think... Uh, I don't know. Do we want to get into like predictions and spoilers and all that stuff now, or do we want to wait till the other side of the the message from our beautiful? We can sponsors?
1: wait. We can wait till the other side. We can wait till the okay, other side. Let's wait till the other side. Um, okay. Something that I think we are being trained to look out for in the MCU movies, obviously, but especially in the <laughs> television shows, is uh, not just Easter eggs, but like reveals, big reveals, because they've done they've done a good, relatively good job of being semi hush hush about things. Or Mm -hmm. barely mentioning things. We probably got it more in WandaVision than we did Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, But it feels like the first reveal here was just how big this world, this city, the the timeline. Like I think we were supposed to be, I know I was personally like in awe of, just like Loki was, of like, oh my gosh. Like this is, he's like, this is an illusion. Um, And it's so fun of all the characters to have thrown into the multiverse the like tangible multiverse. Someone who is all about tricking people and deceiving people. Yep. Uh, yep. You know, Tom, I think we're we're going to talk about him plenty for this show. Sure. And it's just because it's just expected of him at this point with Loki. Just how well he's doing. Um, yes. But yeah, he's… To have him uh, just kind of say out loud some of the things that anybody would expect. But especially the… The God of Mischief would expect in a place like this was kind of fun. Right, yeah. And immediately, the chemistry, you know, we mentioned Owen Wilson, immediately the chemistry between uh, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson is phenomenal. Yep. Yes. I remember very, reading very up good. on, was it was it Hiddleston that kind of gave Owen Wilson a rundown of like helping develop his character? There was, a, I don't know, there was a lot of, I didn't read this. a lot of stuff ahead of time. Yeah. And because Owen Wilson was a little bit intimidated about joining the MCU. Yeah. Sure. And so it was kind of like in situations like you guys will do for me sometimes when I just kind of get to sit there and listen about y'all talking about, you know, what else has surprised me? Or here's what I should look out for. Um, it feels like that's kind of the dynamic that Owen and, and Tom had. Yeah. Owen just been like, oh, okay, gotcha. So I should, I should do, do it like Wow. That.
2: Wow. 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 We didn't get any wows. There were zero wows in this episode. We'll get one. We'll get one. I was wowed. I was wowed. I was was wowed. That's for sure. There was one big wow in the middle of my heart. Can we talk about the church? Yeah. Yeah. At the beginning? Uh Uh-huh. Our our, our, our introduction to Mobius. Do you think they added that red stained glass devil window after people lost their entire minds looking for Mephisto in WandaVision? Feels likely. Because at the
1: end of this episode, we'd find that maybe it's not Oh, it's Defo, not Mephisto. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> How many people do you smiled think with just blue teeth? screamed? I
1: thought he had braces. <laughs> what if? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, they messed up. I it was,
2: <laughs> it was super creepy for me. It's like
1: that. Yeah, was kid, very creepy.
2: Uh, in in the beginning of Pirates of the Caribbean 3.
1: Oh, my gosh,
2: and when the kid <laughs> they're singing that that pirate song and the kid is hung for his crime of piracy. And they, he had braces and they didn't take him off for the movie. They just put some brown stuff over his braces. Be like, he's got nasty pirate teeth, but it just looks like he ate a chocolate bar with his braces right before he went to shoot his scene. <laughs> and he's got that Apple Watch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. He's wearing some chucks and like pirates didn't have those. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel for me...
1: That Loki, episode one, Glorious Purpose, is the strongest start to one of these shows so far. For Jordan. I would say that too. I think it's hard to compare to episode right? one of Wandavision just because sure. it's, episode one of Wandavision was the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, it's because right. it's just yeah. so it's just so unique. But yes, right. I would say strong. I think a lot of the things that I would find synonymous with strength in like a TV yeah. show and building a narrative. Yeah, Loki's. Definitely do it.
2: Feels, it feels the most indicative of where Marvel is at right now. You know mm. what I mean? Because yeah. WandaVision was just this weird thing that will never happen again. Sure. Uh, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier was like pretty indicative of where Marvel was at in like 2015, 2016. It kind of was a return to that vibe, but this feels very much like it takes place in the same world as as Endgame. I agree. And this feels like, um
1: probably WandaVision too, but this show feels like if I turned it on and it wasn't Marvel related, I would still be like, I kind of want to see what's
2: about to happen. Yeah, totally, totally, totally.
1: Whereas I don't know that I would have done that with Falcon and Winter Soldier.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. In retrospect, as I've as I've sat on that, it's a little generic superhero to me, for sure. Uh, yeah, almost even just generic
1: action TV show. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely some purpose to having Loki premiere uh, to be what what actually bumps up again against MCU coming back to theaters. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think it's definitely getting everybody… I can't think of anything that doesn't sound gross. Oiled up. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, it is. <laughs> Ooh. Slide right into that theater. <laughs> Run, slide on your tummy like a big slip uh, and slide into the movies. You know what I
1: just got really excited about? Hmm. Like… In the middle of Loki, we, we're,
2: we've got a good lineup set
1: up right now. Yeah. Because in the middle of Loki, time. we're going to be doing… We're going to go see Fast 9, y'all.
2: Yeah. That's two weeks from yesterday. Yeah. And yeah. I've been thinking about it since I woke <laughs> up yesterday.
1: <laughs> that's two weeks, one hour, and 32 minutes, and 13 seconds, 14 seconds from yesterday.
2: Carter, we've only got, we've only got 13 sleeps until Fast 9. Oh, that's amazing.
1: You know, the thing I've been thinking about since yesterday is… Um, a word from our sponsors… So we've talked about Hiddleston. We've talked about Wilson. And was it uh, Martino is who you said is the voice actress? Who is it? Who's Tara no, Strong. Oh, Tara Strong. Tara okay. Strong. Um, I think the they're being kind of tricky right now because there's some people… What does it usually mean to y'all? Is it a red flag or something? Or it's like, hey, I should look out for who this character is going to be. There'll be some kind of reveal. When we have the actor's name but we don't have their role on IMDb? Or is that just IMDb right. screwing up? Hmm… Because Musaku, uh, uh, she's who is just basically like, feels like the muscle or the head of some of the security
2: for the TVA. We don't have mm-hmm. who she is. Yeah. We don't have like a character name. We don't have
1: her. a character name for her.
2: Mm-hmm. So maybe it, she's the same character. You're talking about, uh, uh, what's her name? Letty's sister from, yep. from Lovecraft. Oh, Country? yeah. Maybe it's yep. the same character. Yeah. Maybe it it's be. Ruby. It could be Ruby. Again.
1: And then we also don't have a name for Babatha um, Ra.
2: Oh, the judge. Yeah, who's the judge in that? Which, no, yeah, no, speaking, no.
1: we have a name right here Time,
2: Time Judge. Can we
1: do. Yeah, Ravana Rinslayer. Ooh, that's cool.
2: Gosh, that's a cool, that's a
1: really name. Really cool name. Yep. Wow. And Mosaku
2: has Hunter B15. Hunter B15. I really thought you were going to say Hunter Beef. And I was like, that actually, that one's not as good. Hunter Beef. <laughs> oh, it's hey, I Hunter just Beef. beef.
1: I've got to take this opportunity to say the young yeah. man whose father was uh, on the board of Goldman Sachs, who was zapped into oblivion for not <laughs> having a ticket, that yeah. actor's name is Josh Fadem, and he uh, was Liz's agent in 30 Rock, agent to Liz Lemon and also to Pets. And a bunch of pets. <laughs> and uh, I, I saw him do uh, a short stand-up set at a super cool, super weird house party in like oh, 2019. Yeah. <laughs> it was very strange. Oh, is that the one at the like really nice house? Like at the mansion?
2: Yeah. How yeah.
1: weird is that? I know. I, I heard his voice. I was like, is that the guy from… And it was. But then as soon as, so, do you wanna, as soon as you heard his voice, he was gone. Forever. He was gone.
2: Do you want to give a quick shout out to Eugene Cordero? Who plays the clerk who's going to get turned into a fish? I love him. He and Tom Hiddleston have been together in Kong Skull Island before, but it's funny we mentioned The Good Place because he is Donkey Doug in The Good Place. Donkey Doug. And that's what I think of every time <laughs> I see him. He's always good. My boys, can I, can I make some predictions? Yeah. Predict. Can I speculate, can I speculate yeah. wildly in a segment that will immediately age and date yeah. this episode in about a week's time? Yeah. <laughs> so it's clear that the TVA uh, is… Uh, organization created in the aftermath of some big multiversal war, right? Where all these different time streams are fighting against each other to be the dominant supreme time stream and keep people from, you know, if we're time stream A, we don't want people from time stream B and C crossing over into our time stream to turn it into their time stream because then we cease to exist. Sure. So we need to make sure we're the dominant time stream. It's sort of clear to me that the TVA is going to end up being the villains of this show. Uh, because like that. It really seems like that. It seems like they're the winners of this multiversal war. And if you're a Marvel Comics head, then you know that these multiversal wars are called secret wars. These are big comics-wide events that we have from time to time. So they're the winners of this secret war. And the TVA is their task force, basically patrolling all these different time streams, Pruning the ones that don't end uh, or don't begin with their victory in that multiversal war. They're doing everything they can to maintain their supremacy of the timeline and keep the sacred timeline as the main timeline, which leads me to believe we are almost certainly going to get an appearance from King the Conqueror, played by Jonathan Majors. That's a huge, like, you can't do the TVA multiversal war as a sacred timeline without Kang the Conqueror, who's rumored to be the next big bad of the MCU cool. after Thanos. Um, but I kind of thought almost- maybe
1: that would be who they were hunting.
2: So who they're hunting, uh, this show has long been rumored to introduce Lady Loki to the MCU, a multiverse version of Loki that presents as female. Interesting. Um, and so I think she's the variant that they're hunting, Lady Loki. Um, and so I think this is probably going to end with a this is probably Tom Hiddleston's last outing as as male presenting Loki and we're going to get Lady Loki probably from here on out in the MCU. Mm,
1: that's so interesting. And I, do you think it's just a complete mm-hmm. I mean it would have to be a complete secret on who would be even cast as? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. Do you think a- complete it's either a complete secret or they lied about who they cast Amelia Clark as in the Secret Invasion show. Oh. And she's oh, Lady Loki. Be, do you
1: think, That could be interesting. Uh, the role of Lady Loki, if that's what we have. Do you think that would be… Do you think it's a better strategy to have kind of someone who's not very famous? Or is it… I don't know. I don't know, man. I bring that up because seeing Tom Hiddleston… We had talked about it. I think we talked about this last week. Uh, during Mini Monday of them… Uh, the article. What did the article say, Doge? You I think it was you who remember the title of it, the casting the no-names. Oh, oh casting yeah. unknowns. Him and Chris. Marvel, yeah. Marvel rolls dice, cast no names yeah. for Thor. And I yeah. I was trying to think of like, is that I mean, that's gotta be their biggest trophy there. Is is
2: those two casts sure. I think so that they discovered those because two. Because it feels like sure.
1: anyone else that we've had uh for a relatively serious role. And that's not to say that Monica Rambo won't have a much bigger role later. Maybe she wasn't super recognizable in terms of a character, but I wonder if they're going to still. I kind of don't want them to get out of the habit of <gasps> casting some of yeah. our leads. quote unquote no names. Yeah, as, yeah. as some quote unquote I'm with you.
2: no names. Have they ever cast somebody besides Tom Hiddleston and Chris Hemsworth who hadn't really done a big blockbuster before their Marvel movie? I mean, I guess maybe Chris Pratt.
1: I mean, he had already done Zero he had already Dark done Thirty. Zero right? Dark Thirty, though. Yeah. Brie Larson had. had Skull Island come out before Captain Marvel? And yes. Room. And Room. But I, yeah, I wouldn't count that as a blockbuster. She won an Oscar, which yeah, is a huge fair. deal. Yeah, it's an Oscar yeah, winner. But So are we, are we saying that we collectively might think that we are sunsetting Tom Hiddleston in
2: this series? I do. I think that. Okay. I don't know about… You. I mean, you can think what you I don't want to
1: think it. I mean, I can see it now that you've brought it up, but I don't want it to happen. I, don't I think, to think that's it. where I'm at. Is I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, I could see it. Can we talk about him watching his own death and watching his mother's death, and that it was his oh, responsibility yeah. or his responsibility? Yeah, that was yeah, really was good. Yeah, that was really good. I thought it was a creative that's way really to, um, because I think it it has it feels like of a lot of our characters, because Loki was not supposed to be this, okay? They did cast this guy. <laughs> they never thought, yeah. There's a lot of things you could never think about long, long ago when you cast him in Thor, which yep. feels like a century I mean, It ago. was 10 years yeah. ago.
2: Right. 11 years ago.
1: Um, you wouldn't think that they would have its own television show. But uh, in terms of seeing him, also he's, uh, speaking of the Fast and Furious series, it's like a villain turned good. Turn villain, turn… You know, it's yep. like… Oh, sure. It has yeah. kind of that dynamic. Um, but it felt like it was going to take a lot for him to change. We we kind of see it a little bit more and he gets to watch it himself because him and Thor have a sweet moment before he dies uh, in game. But to kind of see uh, him grow in like a two-minute span just because he's watching yeah. his entire yeah. career um, was A, just phenomenal acting by… Hiddleston, which is no surprise. Uh, And B, just such an incredibly creative way to kind of make him more of a good guy already.
2: Well, he's now so much closer to the Loki that we watched Thanos kill Mm -hmm. at the beginning of Infinity War. That was my biggest worry going into this was that we were going to treat him like Mad-Eye Moody. Where right. It's like, I've gotten to know this person that isn't you, but we're just going to pretend that I got… Exactly. Yeah. Well,
1: and that, that brings me back to what I was trying to say literal hours ago about <laughs> our flashbacks. This is when it works is when we're seeing the flashbacks and Loki's watching them. Yeah. To me, starting the episode with the scene from Endgame that we've already seen now twice in the MCU at this point was to me… A drag and was like, come on, and yeah. I was a little worried that this was just going to be a trip down memory lane. But then, like a clip show, <laughs> right? And 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 hey, and Loki,
2: I, you remember that time you fought the dark elves? That,
1: that's what I was getting at. I'm not upset yeah. that people are getting a refresher. I'm upset sure. that the refresher was just presented as a little clip show before we started. But when when we're getting it through the eyes of Loki sitting and reflecting on who he is, who he's been, and who he might end up being or is quote-unquote intended to end right. up being, then it becomes very interesting and it becomes character development. And that, that's really my issue with yeah. the first style, you know? I can so see that. When we're watching Loki, um, I love when he realizes he's watching something that hasn't happened to him. Yeah. When he's talking yeah. to his mom and he's like, what is this? This is a trick. That's when I started to be like, okay, here we go. Because uh, the whole time I was like waiting. I was like, are they, they going to show his death to him? And then yeah. when he finally watches it, we get this huge payoff and it works so well Well, and for that's so
2: rich too because he's watching Thanos kill him hours and hours before this, he had been there on that little cheap little set from Avengers with Thanos in his chair talking about how right. we're going to work together and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. right.
1: And he also… Watched Thanos kill him after watching him be friends with all these people and like help these people that he thought yeah. he hated, and so just yeah. I don't know him. It, the other scene I loved, by the way, was him opening up the evidence locker to get the Tesseract and seeing a bunch of Infinity Stones. Yeah, and watching him realize that everything he has chased is meaningless. It doesn't if matter. This place exists.
2: Yeah. You know, that was so good. Yeah.
1: That was so good. And one more scene too that I meant to talk about was when he finds his ticket. That was so comedic. The oh, the timing yeah. of like right before we cut into yeah. the title sequence uh, was really funny. I think it feels like the the production of and everything that it entails of this television show, of Loki, feels like someone whose job it is to handle uranium. It is because of the multiverse. <laughs> because the thing is, is like… This is a setting that if they wanted to… They could make the entire first three phases of the MCU obsolete. Which is a bad right. idea. Which right. is incredibly yeah. dangerous. Yeah. So it's like how are you going to… You know, there's there's enough critics in the world that you're not going to please everybody. But how are you going to please yeah. like you often do, MCU, the majority of people watching this show without just kind of… You could totally…
2: They're just playing with uranium the entire time because it's timeline. Well, how do you thread that needle? How do you thread that needle? Because like we, the whole show, I believe is going to shape up to be an argument against determinism. <coughs> I think that's right. going to be the villain, whether that's Lady right. Loki or some <laughs> alternative Tom Hiddleston. Uh, the whole thing of the villain is going to be, I saw my future where I died and I didn't want that. So I'm making my own future. Right. And we, as the audience, sympathize with that. And we probably all agree with that. Of like, no, you should be free to decide your own fate. Right. But then if the Avengers enter into it, we want our sacred timeline Avengers to win and beat all the other Avengers from all the other timelines. Right. And so we don't want, you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing of like, we don't want them to determine their fate. Dragons are all nice. So let's ride our dragons, but kill the big dragon. You know what I mean? It kind of loops back on itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anytime, anytime, time, hold on. Mm. Anytime time gets involved. (laughs) One more time. Give it to me again. Anytime time gets evolved… Anytime, things can become sloppy. They can become… Oh, we've had… S- so far-fetched that they're not fun anymore. Yeah. We've had several um, movies
2: that played with time like this. Sure. Sure. We've got a whole summer of love that's about time. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh-oh. Um, yeah. There's just… There's so much danger. Carter, I think you're you're dead on
1: with the uranium analogy. Like… It feels like anytime they start to mess around with timelines and things we've already seen and the potential to make, you know, what? 19 movies worth of content obsolete on Mm accident… Anytime we start messing with that stuff, it feels like they gotta put, you know, suit up, scrub down, put on the gloves, get the big old tongs <laughs> that glow yeah, and all that. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like you gotta handle this so carefully. But there's just something about me, and I know like it's become a bit of a meme in movie circles now to be like, oh, Marvel movies are incredible, but they are incredible. Back off, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, those are Zack Snyder just, truthers that create those movies. Right. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to see the Loki cut. I just think. I trust Marvel enough to believe that they're going to knock this out of the park. That's also what's so exciting about it. And, you know, Chelsea and I… When we went to Disney a couple of weeks ago… Having been frequent visitors of that park… We have guarantees in our mind. Like we know that there will be certain feelings. We know that there will be certain… Turkey legs. Yeah, just anything like uh, rides that we go on, stuff like that. And I've done it before, right? A lot of that is not going to be new to me. Um. But yeah, that's just yeah. the great thing right now is like… You just kind of sit back and let… There is no navigation because you are… This is an all-inclusive… Like you just sit back and let the MCU just kind of take you. And just enjoy it. Yep. And yeah, this is a feast right now. Like Loki is… I'm sad that there's only five episodes. I We have only watched one episode. But it's a six-episode season. <laughs> Dude, I did the same thing last night. I was like, only six? I know. But it seems like no. this… They feel pretty true to the runtime though. Did y'all notice that? Yeah, yeah, they're all about an hour. So we're not yeah. going to have the... I wonder if that's a response to uh, people being like, okay, like you said it was 45.
2: Well, it's like better than Mandalorian where it was like this week, the episode is 13 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Are you kidding me? And it's uh, eight minutes this, of credits. Exactly. If this is a feast, may I point out the thing that was, I don't know, maybe like the rutabagas on the table that everybody's like, why did you put that there? I couldn't even point out a rutabaga if you put it in front of me. I have no I think idea what it looks I like. Don't, I I have it in my mind's eye, but I don't know if I'm thinking of a beet or a radish or a rutabaga. But it's one of those nasty purple boys that you right. don't want to eat. And it's, if this sequence never comes back, it was the biggest waste of time. Oh my God, is that a rutabaga? Yeah, that's crazy. Dude, it looks like… Ugh. Like a Hulk. It, looks, yeah. like a, it looks like a… An evil onion, yeah. If this if this sequence doesn't come back, it was the biggest waste of time in this episode. The DB Cooper thing <laughs> that was such a waste of time. Why that's that, so there funny. is no? That's like a a whole like I don't know. That's when it felt like a clip show to me. At that point, I was like, Are we gonna get all just Loki's adventures through history? Like Who's little DB Cooper, the guy who did that,
1: the guy yeah. robbed a plane and parachuted out. Oh, and he was like never in found. real life, never like found in real life. Yeah, oh. in real life,
2: yeah. And so now we're like, it was Loki. That felt very much like, okay, X-Files? Like, what is Mm. going on here? It just felt like a waste of time that doesn't contribute anything meaningful to the story. I would have rather had more, more of Tom and Owen talking at the table. More character development rather than just, here's an adventure where Loki lost a bet to Thor. (laughs) Right. I hear that. I I hear what you're saying.
1: First. What it did for me was it made me go. I hope once per episode we find out Loki did something in history that we know about. Yeah, as long as it's yeah, I just loved it. I'm okay if it's a, a through beat as long as it's not just a ton. Just of Just a bit, yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, to end this episode, is there anything else y'all wanted to talk about?
2: How cool! It to is. end, do you remember that? Do you remember that <laughs> part where there was a uh, he and there was the robot and it had a made a smile that on was his face. fun.
1: <laughs> crazy, crazy, dude. Oh, Dude, the, the, the slow-mo effect on him getting oh, hit yeah. in the mouth. Yeah, that's very good. Was great. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, to end this episode, I'd love to have your name. And then also, uh, Loki just kind of happened upon the multiverse. Yes, it feels appropriate mm-hmm. of all the characters in the MCU for him to be here. Well, uh, we say that now. There's going to be a multiverse of madness soon. And it'll feel appropriate for Doctor Strange to be there too. But um, he simply grabbed the Tesseract and just kind of fell into an alternate timeline. Sure. After watching this show, we might become a little more educated on how we could get into another timeline. I want to have your name, and I want to, you to tell me what mm-hmm. event takes place that you have orchestrated to go into another timeline. I'm easy. Carter. Well, now that you've said it's easy, I'm intimidated because I, I haven't thought of anything. <laughs> I just thought of the idea.
2: But you already know what you want to do. I'm, I'm manifesting it. I have no idea what I'm going to say, but I know it's going to come to me. It's going to be easy.
1: Mm. I don't really understand the
2: question, so I'm waiting to hear what you guys say before I even try. Because- well, it's tricky because the way Loki got into the TVA was that he went back in time to a place he wasn't supposed to be, and they were like, uh, I'm going to yoink you, and you yeah. don't get to be here Are anymore. Are you saying
1: I am? I am orchestrating the event that allows me to go travel the multiverse? Or if I am able to travel the multiverse, what am I doing? Let's say, what puts you on the TVA's radar? What event can you put together to put you on the TVA's radar? I got it. Easy. Easy.
2: No pressure, Carter.
1: I'm Carter. And my attempt is going to be just to find the likeness of the DeLorean, try and track that down, Mm. and just take it Mm. and just… Just light the light the tires on fire and yeah. just just take
2: off. What year are you going to? How far back I don't
1: even are you know. Going? I'm just going to let it take me. I, I don't know.
2: Do you think just Loki… Go. Did Loki he know knows. where he was going? Maybe he did. Probably not. I'm Doge. Uh, we are pretty rigorous timekeepers here in this reality of ours. And the gold standard for what time it is, is uh, the atomic clock. Right? We can all agree on this. So… I'll infiltrate the atomic clock and I'll pull out the little thingy on the side, twist the dial, move it forward one minute. Suddenly, this timeline is missing an entire minute and I'm the greatest time thief the multiverse (laughs) has ever known. Mm -hmm.
1: The greatest. Like you're going to be up in the halls. We missed it, (laughs) but your portrait was up there when Loki walked by. I'm on a a stained glass window. And I'm red too. Just, pass, just, red just passing like out gum boy. to all the kids. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I would find. Who are you? The who is doing this? It doesn't matter. It's it's a mm, spirit thing. I'm Jordan, true. and I would through the tesseract or or whatever, what have you. I would travel to the meeting between Reggie Fiamme and Doug Bowser, the passing of the torch from mm. one Nintendo of America president to another. And I would enter said meeting with with a spooky mask, yeah. And I would grab them both by their lapels, pull them in close, and say, "For the love of God,
2: make new games." I'm Doug Mario. Just, I'm your mortal enemy. Just make more games.
1: Just don't remake. Don't 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 make a bunch of indie stuff.
2: Just, you got so, you've got so many IPs. Do you think the next president of Nintendo is going to have to be Doug Mario? And then there's going to be Doug Luigi and then maybe Doug Daisy, Doug Peach, Doug Toad? Or is Doug (sighs) Bowser just a -a once-in-a-lifetime lightning strike?
1: I don't know. All I know is whoever the next president is (laughs) <laughs> it seems like Breath of the Wild Two is still going to be in development. Maybe
2: <laughs> at this rate, yeah.
1: Just give me, just give me games.
0: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need
1: Viator.